All topics covered here are for conversational purposes only and do not constitute financial advice. Please contact Mulcane Co. to receive advice on all matters from one of our professionals. Welcome back, listeners, to the FS360 podcast. Uh, Financial Security 360 is what we're all about here at Mulcane Co. And you're joined today by host Gavin Nash, that's me. And I'm joined by Danny Archer from our financial planning department. G'day, Danny. Good afternoon, Gavin. How are you going? Not too bad. Not too bad. Thanks for joining us again this sunny day in Geelong. You're welcome. Haven't uh, done a pod for some time, so yeah. looking forward to it. Well, we've had we've had we've had quite a few people coming in on the socials asking for Danny. So there you go, mate. You've been requested. You know, I feel like you're lying to no, me. Nobody cares about the host. They just want the guests. You know. So, but we're um we're here at the Geelong office today. We're also with Danny Archer from Financial Planning with uh, Warren Freeman from Lending. G'day, was. Uh, bonjour, Gavin. Tu va bien? Oh, sorry, <laughs> mate. I thought I was still in France. <laughs> <laughs> so those are unaware, was just got back from a trip to France. So yeah, how was it? Fantastic, mate. Great, yeah, great to be back. Of course, but. Uh, energised and ready to tackle the next uh, three months before hopefully taking off again. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, it's sort of, as we were just saying off air, travels is one of those things, isn't it? You, you want to work harder so that you can do more travel. Yeah. Once you start travelling, it's very hard to stop. Exactly. Yeah. The batteries are recharged. So Yeah, good on you. And you've got a bit of sunshine over there, which is good. Yeah, a little bit yeah. of colour in the skin. Yeah, mate, perfect. Lovely. He was even kind enough to bring over a few nice French bottles of wine for the team. <laughs> oh, Wow. <coughs> I haven't got mine yet though, Warren. What's going on? I haven't got mine yet. So Neither is Danny. I'm, I'm hosting the podcast. <laughs> now, uh, great to have you back, Was. So Thank thanks you. for coming back. Lovely yeah, we, we have had a bit of a hiatus from this podcast. Danny, in general, actually, we yeah, most people have had a bit busy end of financial year. So mm. we're back into it. Um, as the listeners know, we try and have uh, podcasts every few weeks so that um, we can keep everyone up to date with what's happening with their finances, uh, both personally and in business. So that's what our podcast is all about. But um, today in general, we uh, well, in spe- specifically today, we're talking about a, um, a topic that I know is dear to you, Danny, and uh, was down here at Geelong. It's called debt recycling, how to unlock equity. Um, and before we start, I just wanted to let everyone know that everything we spoke, speak about on the podcast is also a written article on our website. So this article is already written, was published a couple of weeks ago. So it's up on the news page of molkay.com.au. So I'll hand you over to Danny and um, you can explain to us what debt recycling is, Danny. Yeah, thanks, Gab. So yeah, as you, as you mentioned there, um, we will follow a bit of a structure, which is the blog that we've recently written. So Debt recycling is a pretty popular strategy that we use in this office. Um, Warren and myself are particularly keen on on using it when it's applicable for for clients. So the benefit of having us both here today is from from a strategy point of view, um, we might determine in the financial planning space whether or not debt recycling is an option for a client to go down, depending sure. on circumstances, goals and objectives. Um, and a big part of it, which we'll talk about, is um, the lending side of it, which is where Warren and his team come in and execute it to a very very um, strong level, so it all it all sort of it all goes through very smoothly. So, the reason why debt recycling is quite popular um, is in large part due to the recent decade along so boom in the residential property market in Australia, which means that there is more um, untapped equity or or usable equity in Australia um, than the country's ever really seen. So, just sorry, just interrupt you, Danny. So equity. Like I know it's a it, it's a very simple topic for you guys, but just tell the listeners if they're not aware what is equity in a in a say a bit, uh, property loan. Yeah, so in its simplest form, there are two types of equity, which is your genuine equity and, and usable equity. Simplest form is take the value of your home, what you or the bank perceive it to be worth, and then less any debt that you own against it. So a common example is a house worth a million dollars. You might own owe four hundred thousand dollars against that. So therefore, your equity is 
potentially 600, so the difference of the two. Perfect. And then we'll get into what usable equity is in a moment, which I'll, I'll get Was to explain. But in its simple, simplest form, that's what equity the is. Difference in, between in what you owe and what the, what the property's worth. Yep, perfect. Correct. And, and you could, yeah, subsequently sort of times that out over a few different properties if that's what you've got. So, Correct. Thanks, mate. Perfect. So then the question and the purpose is, you know, how can we make the most of or how can we take the greatest advantage of our equity? So the next part of the blog goes into let's uh, understand exactly what equity is. So we've touched on that. And unless you do use the equity it is, on a balance sheet, for example, it is there. Yes, you so you own that portion of your home. But unless you tap into it and use it wisely, you could argue it's almost worthless. And then you could even argue that your house can be de- deemed as a liability from a financial point of view. And what I mean by that is, yes, it does have a capital value to it. So does your car. So, do, so does your contents, for example. But if you were to look at it from an income statement point of view, as in we're, in, we're part of an accounting firm, so a profit and loss, your home that you live in is actually a liability under the, the, the definition. The reason for it is unless you use equity or unless it provides you an income stream, you actually have to pay for it. So you've got to pay to light it, pay to cool it, pay to heat it, maintain, pay to main, ma- ma- maintain it, pay to insure it, all those sorts sure. of things. So that's why we, we say that you should treat it as a, as a lifestyle asset, not a financial asset. So there's a bit of a distinction between the two. And this is where debt recycling can provide a fantastic opportunity. So debt recycling is a strategy that converts bad debt into good debt. Well, do you know? Do you want to explain the difference between the two? Yeah, well, a bad debt is um, any debt where you're not able to claim the interest as a tax deduction, whereas a good debt is when you've borrowed money for either business or investment purposes and the tax office then allows you to claim the interest expense as a tax deduction. So we call that a good debt. And obviously, our intention is always to quickly reduce, minimise, get rid of the bad debt and accumulate as much good debt as the client feels comfortable with and as much as the bank is willing to provide to the client uh, so that they can create wealth with that good debt. And the end goal, really, I actually think that there's a third debt. So everyone talks about two debts, good debt and bad debt. I think the third debt is the best debt and it's called no debt. And that's the end game. And I guess, you know, in conjunction with the financial planners and accountants here and the lending arm, um, we want to accumulate as much good debt as we can, as a client feels comfortable with, with the aim being to, at the end of the day, having no debt, but residual income, such as rental incomes or return on that that investment. It's a great example, actually, um, Warren, of the FS360 um, system that we've got here at Mulcahy Co. So 12-step system to develop uh, what you perceive to be your financial security, which, you know, um, what you've just described there, a lot of people would say that that is achieving financial security. It might take you a whole life to do that, but um, where you've got your assets and you've got no debt um, and you can sort of live on the income. So, yeah, it's a really good example. Yeah, and it's where within that framework of the, uh, the FS360 that, you know, we in the lending arm work very closely with the accountants and planners because different banks will lend to the client different amounts of money so we ascertain, you know, the goals in conjunction with the planners of the client and how much um, good debt they want to accumulate. Then it's a matter of finding a bank that will facilitate that. So they'll be the vehicle to get the client to their, their f- uh, future outcomes that they're desiring. Um, and it just astounds me how even today 
this very day I've had a client very loyal to their bank, only half an hour ago, and their bank was not able to achieve the outcomes um, because we have multiple banks and that's really the major difference between a good broker and a good bank manager. We're not just locked into one lender. We found a lender that would lend sufficiently. So... Really, I guess our arm and what you know, Danny and his team depend on with us is finding a bank that will lend enough money to the client and at the cheapest cost. At the best rates. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. the more we can uh, reduce the rate on that investment lending, um, the quicker they pay that debt off and they end up with no debt. Yeah, perfect. That's that third, that's that golden yeah. uh, version of, de- of debt. Yeah. Thanks, Was That was great. And then how debt recycling, um, a good part of debt recycling too is it can bring forward um, the time of which it takes you to achieve that third debt, which is no debt. So from a, a debt recycling point of view, we like to say that there are three key benefits that the strategy provides. The first one is you pay off your bad debt quicker than you otherwise would, which mm-hmm. as Warren has explained then is obviously um, what should be most people's goal. You want to reduce your bad debt as quick as possible. Good debt is better to hold on the balance sheet than bad debt. You can also reduce your overall tax payable as this strategy, if done correctly, can be highly tax effective um, to the people that are doing so. And we'll explain how in a moment. And the third one, as Warren also touched on, is you can actually build your wealth sooner, reducing the risk of opportunity cost. And what we mean by opportunity cost is you can only spend your dollar once. So if you're focusing, there's a, there's a, um, a common um, theme in Australia, which is, you know, your parents probably told you just focus on paying off your mortgage as quickly as possible. And then once it's paid off, then start to invest. How you start to do that is up to you, but that's what most people tend to think when they walk through the that's doors. That's part of that great Aussie dream Correct. of owning your own home, isn't it? You know, which isn't the same in a lot of other countries around the world. Correct. So it could be the, the case of you've got a 30-year loan, try and pay it back in 15 or 20 the issue there is if you've spent all of your surplus cash flow through those 15 or 20 years paying off your debt, you've missed out on investment opportunities for that 15 or 20 years. So somebody, we've had a, a, a um, podcast graph about the Vanguard index chart. So if I started to invest at the start of that chart, whereas you started to pay your mortgage off with all of your surplus income, 20 years down the track, you go, hang on, I've got no mortgage left. Now what do I do? I'll start to invest. You're 20 years behind me effectively debt recycling prevents that risk largely not so much completely but largely because it enables you to both get rid of your bad debt and also start to build your wealth right now rather than waiting yep and just taking benefit of the market rises and the property values is one but the share market rises over a long period of time yeah correct correct so let's look at an example now using um some figures so we've got bill he has a home worth about a million dollars he owes $400,000 against it. Now, subject to bank servicing requirements, which is what was in the Cosm Free team would sort Bill out with, he could potentially borrow up to 80% of the property's value without coming into um, lenders, mortgage insurance and those sorts of things. So we, we never want to exceed 80%. And that's largely true. Um, there are always exceptions to the rule. Um, we have some banks that will lend to some professions greater than the 80%. Um, which allows them to tap into even more equity. But Danny's quite right. Uh, the majority, we don't want to borrow more than 80%. A general rule, yeah. yeah. But there are some exceptions, so come and have yeah. a chat to the brokers. Correct. Yeah. And not every bank will do that. So again, the good broker will find the lender who will lend to 90%. And in fact, 
we even have one profession, we can go to 95% and really unleash their equity for, for greater investment. Yeah, perfect. Which is great. So Bill's loan is, is 400000 Therefore, Bill potentially has access to about $400,000 worth of, of equity or usable equity um, in his home that he could use to invest. So in this situation, Bill decides to borrow a further $200,000 against his home and he invests this in a diversified portfolio of shares, ETFs, or even an investment property if he wanted to. Instantly, as was said at the start of the podcast, because that loan is now used for in, uh, investment purposes, any interest charged on that $200,000 is tax deductible, which makes it good debt to bill. So now he has a $400,000 bad debt and a $200,000 good debt, which obviously totals 600000 against the property value of a million dollars. Yep. Makes sense. It's good to have it in round numbers. Danny, I know that that's not how the world works and you guys are used to using the numbers, but good to understand it in round numbers. And as we mentioned to the listeners earlier, we have got um, all of those numbers in this this detailed article on the website under news. So that, that that's that's a really good example. Um, so then to get the, the recycling part of the strategy, which is well, when we, when we um, mention this to clients, they always say, okay, up at this point, where does the recycling come into play? Well, it's sustainable. You know, it's good <laughs> for the planet. <laughs> good for your debt. Not, maybe not, not quite in this situation. Not in this one. So to get the recycling part of the strategy working, Bill continues to focus on paying his mortgage with his own money. So he said before, your parents have told you, focus on paying your bad debt, which in the debt recycling strategy is absolutely true. He also directs the income or the distributions or the dividends that the investment portfolio that he's used the second loan to buy, he, in, he directs that income to paying off the bad debt as well. So if set up correctly, when you set up a portfolio of shares or ETFs, you can actually nominate an account as to where the income is distributed to. So what you would do if you wanted to automate this as much as possible, you literally just nominate the bad debt as the account that the income gets distributed to. So then you don't have to actually manually do it yourself because studies show that the more time, the more chances we give us to make a decision with money, humans, the worse off it becomes. I know you're big on this, Danny, with behavioural financing. You know, so. so with that um, investment return going into the home loan, the bad debt, along with their normal repayments, they're going to accelerate the repayment of their bad debt. Now, generally, we'll make the investment debt, in Bill's case, the $200,000 loan interest only. So we're not going to reduce the principal, not going to reduce the good debt whilst we've got bad debt. We'll stagnate that good debt. But this is a way now, with the debt recycling, Danny's able to help them pay off their home loan faster. Correct. So that's the first strategy or the first benefit is you pay off your bad debt quicker because the mortgage is now being paid off from two fronts. You've got your income and also your free income or your passive income, which is income we love at Mulcahy Co. So this obviously sees the mortgage reduced quickly. And then after a while, that mortgage has reduced down to $200,000. So it started at four and now it's worth two hundred. So his total debt is four hundred, but it's split between two $200,000 loans. At this point, Bill actually chooses to draw another $100,000 from usable equity and he increases his $200,000 investment loan up to $300,000. With that extra $100,000, he goes and reinvests more into the share portfolio. Now, by doing this, because um, the value of it's increased, the value of the share portfolio has increased, so too should the income that it generates. You own more shares, you get more of a dividend. This is how the repayment of the bad debt starts to compound 
because his free money has ideally increased because his portfolio has increased. So then those two fronts that the bad that are being paid off by, they're actually increasing. So therefore the debt, the acceleration on that becomes quicker because again, the bad debt, less principal, less interest to be paid, and less, less interest to be deducted. So that's how the acceleration can help there. Which, um, so then Bill continues this process until the mortgage has actually been extinguished to zero. And when I say mortgage, I mean bad debt. That's the bad one. That's the house he's living in, for example. Correct. Yeah. So his bad debt is now zero dollars or you'd, about 500 to keep it open, which is what Warren would probably recommend. Um, and the investment loan has actually increased to $400,000. So that's how the recycling part works. We've reduced the bad debt down to zero and we've increased the good debt down to 400000 so And this may have all happened over a period of time, Danny. Yeah, yeah. probably a decade or so, depending yep. on Bill's surplus income, depending on the return of the shares. That part about it is is unknown, um, but a considerable amount, amount of time for it to happen. So assuming the share portfolio has grown in value in that time as well, which over 110 years of history, um, share portfolios do, Bill has been able to use purely borrowed money because he's put all of his money into the bad debt. The investment loan and the share portfolio has all been purchased through borrowed funds. So he's been able to um, use purely borrowed funds to build his wealth at the same time as getting rid of bad debt. So that's the first and third benefit of the strategy that we discussed. The reason why it's so tax effective is the interest that's being charged on the $400,000 loan is tax deductible because it's being used for investment purposes. And depending on the share portfolio too, another topic we've discussed in the past, Gavin, are franking credits Mm. as well that are paid with Australian shares. So they're the two fronts that make the second benefit actually happen in that the strategy becomes tax effective as well. And look, for the listeners out there that maybe aren't overly financial, it sounds like, to me, I'm not an overly financial person, but it does sound like there's a few steps to be done and it does take some time. But the idea is to um, come in and see you know, the experts in this area because this is what you guys do every day for a living and you understand it inside and out. But look, I think it's been great to see uh, and to understand a strategy, which is what podcasts are great for. You know, We get to listen uh, to exactly what you know, the strategy could be over a period of time but yeah probably important to know that um the ultimate goal was still achieve which was to own their own, own his own home um but he's been able to do it faster and with more tax effectively yeah. and end up with um an investment portfolio as well yeah rather than the old school as you said right at the start of the podcast Danny, you know the old pay your home loan down and then you know once you've got some money in the bank what do you do yeah. with it correct um, i actually had a client who was referred to us from warren's warren's team who they've done a bit of their own research on debt recycling, understood the value behind the strategy, really wanted to do so, yep. had built their own portfolio of about five or six different um, ETFs. And then they, they realised that, oh, there, there are a few too many steps here for me to want to do this by myself. So I've engaged um, Emily, one of, one, of Warren's, um, one of Warren's staff members, to do the lending side of it. And he's also engaged the financial planning side, myself and accounting, to make sure that it's all done and structured in a suitable way. He was, he was one of those people that was smart enough to know what he didn't know. Yep. So he realised that he loved the strategy, he understood the benefits, he also understood the risks and he didn't want to do it incorrectly. So he's engaged the three team, the three divisions here to make sure that we do it right. So he's offset, he's basically outsourced that responsibility to us to, enable, to make sure that um, it's executed correctly. Because if it's not, 
um, it can be a bit of a tax nightmare as well. So just something out there for the listeners. I think um, the that idea of outsourcing to experts, you know, if you look at the rest of your life, you know, the listeners out there, you know, if the plumbing goes bang at home, you don't normally have a crack at it yourself. You, you'll get a plumber in. They're the expert. So it, it's in the same situation, isn't it, Warren, where you sort of, I sort of know what I need to do here, but I really need to consult some experts that are going to be on my side. And the beauty of it is, like, if the plumbing goes bang at home and they've got to get an electrician in to um, take the power off before the plumber gets his hands, you know, with water everywhere and all these different people involved, well, in this situation with Mulcahy's FS360, They've got the electrician, the plumber, the carpenter all sitting at the table with them. Yep. And mm. we're, we're all working side by we side. We all share an office and we see each other every single day. And so. it just makes it seamless. It, yeah. ma- it makes it efficient. And it really empowers the client because we we all actively involve them in the education process. Yep. And that's empowering for the clients. Yep. You know, from a lending perspective, when we're doing the debt recycling, it's not just who's got the best rate, who's got the lowest fees. Who's going to lend enough money mm-hmm. and who's going to make it painless? So mm. some lenders are better with debt recycling than others. Um, as we increase the investment lending, many banks will want us to do brand new applications and the client gets duressed by that because it is arduous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Providing They're, paperwork yeah. and pay slips and all yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Well, we've got lenders who understand debt recycling and as the bad debt goes down, we can increase the good debt without any application. So long seamless. as the total mm. debt doesn't change, mm. all we're doing is shoving lending from one side to the other and we don't need to do a whole application for that. So we'll usually point to those lenders first yep. because they facilitate the transaction in a very seamless, simple way. I know that's a real pain point, Warren, for a lot of people is providing that paperwork for loans, isn't it? You yeah. know, your team would know it better than anyone, but even myself going through loans over the years, you're just like... You know, they want to know what your mother's maiden name was and, you know, how many Netflix subscriptions you've got and all that stuff. So I think having all that under the one roof, you know, the idea is to make it a bit simpler. And so. I do smile. We, we hear that from a client all the time. Oh, how hard is it going to be to do with the application? Uh, for you, not very hard because we do 95% of that for our clients. Yep. Yep. We do all that hard work and that tedious paperwork. But, you know, the beauty of the debt recycling, when we use a lender, so long as we're not increasing the overall loan size, so if the bad debt comes down by 200, we can increase the good debt by 200. We don't have to do a whole application to do that. Yep, yep, perfect. So it removes the stress, happy investor. Makes it a lot lot simpler, doesn't it? Yep. And look, we do hear that a bit across all the offices, actually, guys. You know, where a client will come in. Um, I've got an example, which I'm going to do as win of the week in a minute, but... um of a Geelong client came in and they've used three of our services and they're often racing in their new business. So I think uh, the idea of having a few experts under the one roof, it helps us because we're not, you know, Danny's not needing to make an appointment with Warren to you know, have a quick chat about this client because he's across town. We're all in the same building. We're having cups of coffee together in the morning, all that stuff, team meetings. So makes it a lot simpler. And another um, benefit of the, of the Cos I'm Free guys that a lot of Warren's competitors don't offer is they have the service where one of Warren's staff members actually reviews loans every year to make sure that, Gavin, you actually aren't receiving the best um, service or deal you possibly could be. Here are three or four other options that we've sourced for you for free that we think that you should pursue, um, again, pending your your serviceability. So the same goes with the debt recycling side of things. So clearly um, interest 
interest on a loan um, is tax deductible, but we want to make sure that we reduce that cost as much as we, as we possibly can. So if a certain lender's increased the, their, their interest rate against a certain loan, um, which might not be competitive anymore, Warren's team will actually pick that up and let, let people know. Yeah, thanks, Danny, for bringing that to, to attention. Um, the yeah. banks know that people are bored by their finance or too busy to do anything. So banks will gradually edge the rates up, hope the client doesn't notice, or if they do notice, hope they're too busy to do anything about it. We stop that from happening with our annual reviews. And being the end of the month two days ago, I got a report from the head of the review team, and she's pointed out we've managed over $520,000 in interest savings this calendar year for our clients. A lot of money. Just from January 1 to now, end of August. And, of course, we don't get paid by the banks for doing that because we're reducing their profit margins. So they're certainly not going to pay us to do that. But that's a free service we give to our clients. Every client gets that service. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that is a really... And it's kind of a bit unique in your industry, isn't it, Warren? Like Like a lot of... Brokers don't really go to the trouble of doing that. So I think, um, yeah, having those guys on board in your team is really valuable. Yeah, look, of the 17,500 to 18,000 brokers in Australia, most of them are one-man shows, as I was for the first 12 or 15 years of my career. Um, It's just fortuitous that the business has evolved and matured and we can afford to pay those people to do those jobs. Yep. um, So it's a free service we provide. It costs me money, but ends up with a happy client which makes a strong business. So yep. it's our investment back in the, into our client base. And every 12 months, that's great, really. Because mm. a lot can change in 12 months, as we've seen with the interest rates in the last sort of you know, couple of months. A lot can change in that 12-month period. Yeah, and when the review team does that review, it's not purely, oh, we've got your rate down for you. It's listening to their goals and refreshing their goals. So when they say, when, well, we'll actually sometimes even preempt the conversation with, you've got more equity now. Your house has gone up 200000 in the last 18 months or 12 months. Have you thought about investing? Have you thought about debt recycling? And then we set the appointment to meet with the planners, the accountants, and Danny then has a meeting with them and quite often the broker will be present as well. Um, so it's not just a review on their rate, it's about their financial goals and, and assisting them with their outcomes. Which is a lot of what really the FS360 uh, wheel is all about. We've got mm. 12 steps there, as we've mentioned our podcast is named after it, but it is really central to our whole business that a number one step is goals and objectives and they can change. They can change every 12 months. Sometimes that does thing. change. Yeah. People walk through the door because of a goal or objective Now that, or, or a problem that we need to solve. Yep, but issue. typically it's a goal and a, or an objective. They've heard something, they've come up with something, a friend might have done something similar and they say, hey, is this available to me? If it is, how do we do it? Or if not, Perfect. I think there's another thing that makes us unique, um, and Danny and I and, and all the team at Mulcahy are like-minded in this regard. Unfortunately, the finance world can be known as being a greedy world, but here we work with our hearts and we have successful businesses because we don't chase the dollar. Yep. We put the people first. And when you put people first, success surrounds you. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree 100% with that, um, Warren. I've been part of the business here for three years and a client for over 20 and I would, I would always say that my, you know, as a client, my sort of, uh, you know, goals and objectives, and, and I've always been put first, really. Mm. Um, but as you say, you know, there's a lot of businesses out there that are looking at what they're going to earn this month um, and not really looking at the long term. So I think looking after your clients, that's a good example. Warren, there's examples like that, like uh, Warren's yearly reviews, that it's right through the business, you know, in all the divisions that we've got. So, yeah. 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 We moved into the Mulcahy building here in January, uh, Danny and... 
and the team moved in, I think, August last year. Yep. So, you know, having really only got to know Danny in January, we had to feel each other out and make sure we wanted to work, you know, closely together and trusted our clients with each other. And, and it became apparent very quickly we have the same ethos, and that is a people first. As I say, unfortunately... The finance world can be a greedy world, and that's just not us. We're knockabout blokes who love what we do. We work with passion, people first every time. Yeah, perfect. And anyone that's um, wanting to hear from uh, Scott Kitchen, who's our accounting partner down this way, uh, a great, great podcast interview with him about four episodes back. So, yeah, jump on and have a listen to Scott because he had very similar sentiments to what you've just said was. so. Just circling back to the debt recycling, I did want to touch on one thing because yep. we probably have a fair few listeners out there going, okay, that's great, but now Bill's left with a $400,000 debt still. And again, going back to the great Australian dream, what your parents have probably told you is retire with as little to no debt as you possibly can. So to the an third, extent... The third kind of debt. Correct. Zero. No debt. So <laughs> also, now how do, we, how do we achieve no debt? So assuming we follow the debt recycling strategy to the point where your bad debt is zero and your good debt is... $400,000, you now have a couple of options of how do we eradicate the $400,000 or start to. So the easiest one is that rather than Bill needing to direct his surplus money to his bad debt, he can just pivot that and slowly pay off the good debt incrementally because we know that it's tax effective. So it's actually keeping Bill's overall tax bill down by having it there. But we still want to get rid of it at some point because you probably don't want to be 60, 70, 80 carrying half a million dollars of debt, albeit good debt. So you can do that. You can also pivot the income that the share portfolio produces, which remember too, over a time, we've used $400,000 to buy the portfolio, but it could be well worth six or seven or even um, $800,000 when you include growth. So we can direct the dividends or the distributions that it provides to the good debt. And again, then the good debt will be paid off from two fronts and slowly start to reduce the third option is we can go, okay, we've borrowed 400 Our portfolio is worth a few hundred thousand dollars more than that. We can just sell the debt equivalent of the portfolio and get rid of it in one fell swoop. Yep. Remembering that the portfolio has been built on purely borrowed funds. So whatever's left is as free of a portfolio as you can possibly get because you haven't had to put any of your money into it. You've used borrowed money to do so. Yep. So either of the three can result in the in the actual debt associated with the portfolio that you've used the strategy to build um, being eradicated to zero. Now, which one of those three is determined by each personal circuit and then a goal or whatever it might be, um, but obviously we'll help you out with that. But that is the exit strategy to make sure that, as Warren has said, you do end up retired with the best debt, which is no debt. No debt. And look, if you look at somebody's working life, guys, they start with bad debt because everybody does. Yep. They start with a home loan at the maximum. Over the period of your life, you, you can you can sort of work in some some good debt in there. Hopefully, at the end in retirement, you're at the third one, which is no debt. So I suppose you've got to look. Everything we're talking about today is is something that you would do over a long period of time as well. So yeah, time frames important. So you know, we had a client um, come in not too long ago, and you know they wanted to save for their house deposit, but they. They wanted they had a decent decent deposit now. It was a six figure deposit, um, and they think they might need so they might they might want to pull the trigger on a loan in twenty twenty four. So about eighteen months from now, and they actually asked, you know, should we invest this in shares or or whatnot? And because the time frame of needing the money is relatively short, we advised against it. 
The other thing too was what they wanted to buy, they didn't actually want it for very long because they wanted to retire within four or five years, maximum that amount of time. So any debt strategy, ideally, it should be a strategy that is going to be five plus years because we don't know what interest rates are going to do in the short term. We don't know what put markets, whether they're property or shares, are going to are going to do in that amount of time. So it can be more on the risky side to be um, pursuing this kind of strategy. If you'd only do it for a couple of years, we yeah. might advise you against doing Probably that. Probably more of a longer that situation. Term. Yeah. yeah, again, personal circumstances would dictate, but just be mindful on um, your time frame with doing this. Everyone loves to get a great return straight away, don't they, Danny? Of course or they in do. In a short period of time, but it's not always possible. So, well, thank you, gentlemen. Um, great podcast today. I think uh, it's a, a very interesting topic. Um, all of those numbers and figures and a little bit more explanation is on our news page of mulkay.com.au. Well, guys, time for win of the week uh, for this week's podcast. Um, wanted to just mention um, a little bit of success that we had here with a Geelong client, as we're talking to Danny and Was today. Um, Melbourne, uh, sorry, GeelongMobileMechanics.com.au, just a website that we've just uh, completed in the marketing um, department for Ben and Sam, the uh, business owners there. Um, ben and Sam are also uh, accounting clients here at Mulcahy Co. So, really good uh, way of um, illustrating the fact that. You know, a client can walk in the door, um, has got all of their accounting set up, uh, uh, digital invoicing through zero, et cetera, with Amelia here uh, in the accounting team and also at the same time got their website designed and built. Um, yeah, young couple um, with two little kids. So coming, coming to appointments, setting up their business was problematic. They were able to sort of come and, and sit for a couple of hours and uh, bring the kids along as well and uh, get a few things done um, under the same roof killing a few birds with one stone he's now launched the business um so yeah if anyone's in the geelong area looking for a, a mechanic to come and do some work on your car geelongmobilemechanic.com.au hi guys and another uh interesting topic that's uh, come up on the podcast uh, in the last week or so is that uh Mulcain co financial planning are proud to sponsor another podcast uh, now the other podcast that we're sponsoring um, is called Bromley Lynch um, b-r-o-m-l-e-y lynch.com uh, not dot com you just look up Bromley Lynch on your um, podcast app and you'll find uh, the podcast there it's run by a couple of um, uh, identical twins um, Josh and Sam uh, great little podcast goes for about half an hour to 40 minutes every Monday released every Monday it's part of the Producey podcast um, stable in Melbourne uh, and yeah, the financial planning guys here are sponsoring that podcast um, with some advertisements on there. So if you're looking for another pod to listen to, Bromley Lynch um, with Sam and Josh, identical twins, uh, they have some great guests come in for their quiz. They do a 10, 10 question quiz every Monday as well um, on sort of current topics. So really good listen. Um, check it out on your podcast app, Bromley Lynch. But uh, thanks so much to the John guys today, Warren and Danny. Thank you very much, Gavin. Thank you, Warren, as always. Pleasure to be here, guys. Thanks. We'll see you after the next holiday. Ha <laughs> ha. Thank you. You've been listening to the FS360 podcast brought to you by Mulcahy Co. Financial Security 360 is at the centre of what we do at Mulcahy Co. If you'd like to speak to one of our professionals about a range of individual and business needs, give us a call.